You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I am also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work. Today, I'll be joined by Dylan Sanders for the first segment to talk more Trey Man. I, I know you guys love him. Then I'll fly solo to revisit the moment that Dan Mullen knew Emory Jones would be a BAMF, a B-A-M-F. Look it up for yourself, kids. Don't look it up. And to wrap up, I'll be joined by Mello. New face for you guys, but I've known him for a couple of years. Did a podcast interview with him two years ago. Fun stuff, great guy. For the first part of the interview that we did earlier today, uh, parts two and three will be Thursday and Friday. Also, fun stuff. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. NBA Draft GOAT Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage tomorrow, July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. All right, and welcome back to Locked On Gators. I'm joined today by Dylan Sanders. You can find him on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. He is now the verified Dilly Sanders. You can catch him with the LSU Reveal, co-host of Dylan and Ross Save Sports. He's also social media member for Saints CSC and Solid Verbal. Is there anything else you do? I feel like you do a billion things and you just don't have enough space in your Twitter bio. <laughs> uh, I edit TikToks for a New Orleans football reporter. There <laughs> There's go. that. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah. You know, there's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I feel like you just don't have enough room in that bio to fit anything else. I don't. I have maxed out. <laughs> I have maxed out. All right. Getting into it today. Uh, Dylan is, of course, he was here to talk draft with the Gators for the NFL draft. And I figured it was only fitting to bring him back to talk draft with the NBA draft, uh, specifically Trey Mann, who we all know I'm a huge fan of. Dylan, what are your thoughts on Trey Mann as a prospect? Well, Trey Mann's the first. Is he, what was the last time a Florida player was drafted? I feel like let's it's been a long time. <laughs> let's, uh, not, let's not talk <laughs> about that. I think it's been, I think the last Gator drafted was Eric Murphy in like 2013. Oof. I think That's it was the a, year uh, after yeah. Bradley Beal was, I think, the last Florida Gator that got drafted. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but no, Trey Mann's awesome. Um, and you know I'm being legit because I'm talking about a Florida prospect in a positive <laughs> manner uh, as I am an LSU student. Uh, no, I, I, I do I do really like Trey Mann. Um, and I feel like his, his – I've watched a lot of him. I've watched a lot of, like – the players that are going to be around in the twenties as I'm a Rockets fan and, you know, we got two picks in the twenties. So uh, I've been doing my, doing my study, but I feel like Trey Mann, what I like about him is obviously his scoring. Uh, He can score. I feel like pretty much from anywhere. 
and like literally anywhere <laughs> he, he can he can he can pull up and score um and I, th- I feel like that's really what he brings to a lot of nba teams off the bench for a while because there is some stuff he needs to polish a he needs to get bigger um he had a big jump i think like 15 pounds between freshman and sophomore year yeah he needs to have pounds and i think two inches taller yeah, uh, he he's good NBA size now for a guard. He can he is acceptable in NBA size now. Um, if he grows anymore, that'd be awesome. Before his before his uh, season starts, not really expecting him to, I guess. But if he does, he does. Uh, but he does need to get bulkier. Um, he needs to get bulkier. That's bulky, thick with three C's <laughs> is how I feel like a lot of people like their guards in the NBA now, like especially shooting guards. Um, because, and that's where Trey Mann is right now. He's going to be a, he's going to be a two in the NBA because, uh, he can, he, he can get assists. He he can play make a little bit, but he's not an NBA playmaker right now. Yeah. I mean, when I've spoken about him, because I went on locked on Lakers to talk about him, I was like, look, like he's solid as a dribbler, but I feel like he's not aware enough as a passer to like he just misses open guys completely like as in doesn't see them not like he just eats it into the crowd but like he just completely (laughs) doesn't see these guys and like as good as he is in the pick and roll game he just doesn't produce enough as a playmaker out of there um and his defense is well you know not great um Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, i know you're a rockets fan can tell by rocking the the, uh, rockets hat right now how where would you say his draft range is um anywhere between around 17 to 25 i feel like that's like a lot he's gonna go in that in that range um one of the one of the things one of the big things that uh i've learned a lot this offseason because i am still learning about the nba draft uh, one thing I've learned a lot about uh, about prospects is that the number one thing you want to see in college is free throw shooting as when, I, when it comes to, in terms of shooting in the NBA. And he shot 83% last year. Um, he can shoot free throws, and I feel like that's going to bring a lot of teams uh, confidence. Yeah, that's, uh, al- that's also that. one of the things I've spoken about with him where he's – the NBA average is higher than the college average, of course – with mm-hmm. free throw shooting and he's above the NBA average right now. So that's like one mm-hmm. of the things that I've said that I've loved about him is because that's a very underrated part. Like we've seen, like look at the finals, like Giannis, the last <laughs> game was fantastic. But besides that, it was just terrible. Like the crowds counting down his free throws. He's bricking half of them. So it's like free throws are an important part of the game. And he's already got that kind of down pat where he can contribute immediately there like late game situations teams are going to put him in if they've got the lead because he's going to be able to convert the free throws if he gets fouled <clears throat> we're uh we're going to take a look at two bet online lines involving trey man mm-hmm. first up Jaden springer or trey man who gets drafted first i feel like it really depends on the team i know they're the same position but they're going to be two different things for you Jane Springer, you're drafting. It's going to be a team that is not drafting to start right away and is drafting for potential because Jane Springer has sky potential, I think, as a player. But as of right now, he's not going to be able to come in and contribute, whereas Trey Mann will come in and can get you nine or ten points where he sees him. 
uh, in the right system. Uh, I feel like the the biggest competition I would see to draft him ahead of the Rockets is the New York Knicks, which, you know, I know you like Brandon. Uh, I feel like he would be awesome. I feel like the Knicks need a score, and I feel like he is a real threat to, to go in that range, uh, especially if Cameron Thomas gets drafted ahead of him. And and the other Trey Mann line is over under 26 overall, which you kind of already answered. Yeah, uh, I think over. Yeah, I think I think over. That's, um, that's always such a confusing thing with me with the draft, like over under. Like yeah. Position because like higher number or better pick. Like what's the thing? I Whatever, whatever it means to go below 26. <laughs> Yeah, that's there we go. That's how it works. I just I hate these things. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that that about does it with the Trey Man coverage. Hopefully, he goes to the Knicks because I know you're a Rockets fan. But I mean, how rem- like I was talking about this with Ross. It'd be insane to me that my favorite teams almost never work together. And if the Knicks draft Trey Man, then I would see. My Giants draft Kadarius Tony. My Mets drafted, I believe, two Gators in the MLB draft. And then we'd see the Knicks drafting Trey Mann. It would be just heavenly for me. Can't wait for them to all waste their careers. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the Knicks have a bright future. Yeah, but as of right now, that, I feel like we say that all the time, and it's just like it's with the really Pel- it's the same it, thing with the Pelicans, where it's like, oh yeah, like they're gonna they're gonna be something soon, and they just don't, and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. great fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yep, yep. Shout out New Orleans. That about does it. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, Dylan. You can catch him on Twitter at Dilly Sanders with a little blue check mark next to him. Now look at him. Or white if you use if you use. Uh, yeah, if you're not a psychopath, then it's white. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dylan, for joining us. And of course, you'll be back here at some point. We know it. You heard me and Dylan talk about it during our segment. But what pick do you think Trey Mann will be selected in tomorrow night's NBA draft? Think it'll be before 26? After 26? Put your money where your mouth is. Bet Online currently has Trey Man projected to go 26. So if you're confident enough, place your bets. Go ahead, over, under. Unfortunately, there's no push. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts make sure to use promo code locked on that is l-o-c-k-e-d no space o-n for a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit it's free money take it of course for the only segment today where i do most of the talking and when where i'm by myself uh i wanted to revisit the time that dan mullen knew that amory jones would be a b-a-m-f uh again Look it up if you're an adult, if you don't know what it means. If you're a kid, don't do it. Um, (laughs) Mullen told the story at Media Day, which is just, that's what made me remember it and want to revisit it today. Uh, I've I've had it written down in my notes since then, and I was like, I gotta get to it one of these days. Today is that day. 
Uh, so pretty much when Emory Jones was still a high school quarterback and he was committed to Ohio State, uh, he sent Dan Mullen a text and he said, Coach, this is the, the quote that Dan Mullen gave. Uh, he said, Coach, when this shakes out, I'll be ready. I want to be your quarterback. And one, that is baller. Um, that is a very baller thing to say to a coach that is not currently your coach. Uh, but personally, I was more excited about it because I love just that uh, that confidence that Emory showed as a high schooler. That's something that you don't see from a lot of full-blown adults. So to see it from a high school quarterback or high school recruit is phenomenal. Um, I love just the dedication to Dan Mullen. Like it, it wasn't, I want to play for Florida. I want to play for whatever school you're at. It was, I want to be your quarterback, which to me is just awesome to see someone uh, dedicate themselves to a coach like that and i mean he's proven that he's willing to put in the work he's grown consistently year over year he's he's developed just in pretty much every single way uh we've seen him get better as a passer in limited reps but still get better as a passer we know he's gotten smarter just working with dan mullen working with guys like kyle trask for so long and i mean (laughs) i gotta give him that respect because most quarterbacks that we see in college football that are long-term backups, well, they tend to jump ship. And I'm not, again, I'm not someone who's like, oh, the transfer portals for wusses or anything like that. Like, if you're going to transfer, you're going to transfer. Cool. Like, if you're not playing here, who cares if you leave? I, I, like, if you're not contributing and we lose you, it's really just like, there there is no loss. But Emory Jones, big-time quarterback prospect, big-time quarterback recruit, big time playmaker could have transferred could have started honestly probably as a freshman at a lot of universities and even after his freshman year when he could have transferred and he probably could have started in a lot of places but he didn't he hung tight and he's finally going to reap the rewards of that decision emory jones this year and we'll we'll talk about this and one part of the mellow interview emory jones this year is a legitimate heisman candidate because he stuck to it. He stuck to the program, he stuck to the system, and he really just followed through on his, uh, I don't want to say his promise, but on his statement of saying, I want to be your quarterback to Dan Mullen. That's finally coming to fruition. And I mean, Dan Mullen has said, like, that's a moment that to him was just a, a sign of fantastic uh, maturity to be able to make that decision and say that at this point, knowing in high school, he's like, hey, I want to be your quarterback. And Dan Mullen has said, like, when Emory said that, he knew that means, like, you're going to sit for a few years to develop. And Emory Jones was totally fine with that. And you got to respect that patience and, yeah, truly that maturity that you're getting from a high school kid who's probably 17 at the time he sent that text, maybe 18. And you've got to really just respect that, uh, that, that, yeah, that sign of maturity and that sign of just greatness i want to say like i feel like there's a certain swagger about people who can be confident but not cocky at such a young age and being so good and i think emory jones has kind of shown that and it's just another reason why i love him and i mean that's one of the reasons dan mullen has said like knew he again dan mullen has not used the term bamf but that's 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 the vibe i'm getting from what dan mullen has said about him 
So that's that's simply that's just what I'm rolling with about it. As we build anticipation for the football season, let's start building our bodies too. Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. It has 18 delicious flavors, including recent Built Bar champion coconut brownie chunk. Personally, though, I'm a cookie dough chunk or peanut butter brownie kind of guy. Like we know, you know the vibes. That's how I am. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like me, that is no longer a problem. And thankfully, I have vacation in two weeks. Thankfully, that is no longer a problem for me because anytime I get that urge, Built Bar, right quick. Built Bar is your low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber solution. You can even enjoy Built Bar if you're keto. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, 1-5 to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. All right, and we are back with Locked on Gators, and joining me right now is Mello Miller. How you doing, Mello? Doing good, man. Uh, long time no see. Uh, it's good to be with you. I don't, I don't know if we've ever done a podcast together. It seems like you're always just trying to fight me in person. <laughs> uh, we've did, I, I think we, did we, yeah, we had you on the whole nine podcast one time, because uh, that's when Corey made the edit of you holding the case of Natty Lights. That's true. Yeah, yep, so we've, you we've, are had, we've done one before, but that was, my God, that was like two years ago. So it's been, it's right. been quite some time. Uh, so if, for those of you who don't know, this is Mello from, he's the host of Two Guys, A Girl, and a Podcast. He's a radio host on Mic'd Up every day from 2 to 4 Central Time on Fox Sports Joplin. And he's going to be here for three segments this week. One Wednesday, one Thursday, one Friday. And first up, Florida, uh, what are your realistic expectations for the Gators? Because I know you're all over the whole college football scene. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I'm interested in Florida this year. I, I think there's a lot of uh, people who are maybe thinking that last year was maybe a not a fluke, but it's going to be hard to bounce back from last year, losing Kyle Pitts and Kyle Trask. But I do think this is a team who is going to bounce back and still be very strong in the SEC. Uh, hell, I wouldn't even be surprised if they made it back to an SEC championship game. Uh, I'm a big fan of Emory Jones. I, I think another year with him, it seems like he's been in the program for forever, but another year with him and Dan Mullen together, uh, I think that he can have a very similar year to what Kyle Trask had, I, but I think he's going to be much more athletic. He's going to be able to get it done on the ground, running around. I think he's going to open up the creativity of the playbook a little bit more. And losing Kyle Pitts is never going to be easy. But bringing back, you know, some veteran receivers, some veteran running backs, I still think this offense is really good and can put up a lot of points in the SEC. But also this defense is lights out. That defensive line that that the Gators have with uh, Britton Cox and Zach Carter and Jeremiah Moon, I mean, they are loaded up front. And they're really going to be, I, I think, a, a good, solid team in the SEC and probably even win that division again. Yeah, what's really impressive with Jeremiah Moon is that he somehow went from weighing in at or measuring in at six foot five last year, now being six foot two. Uh, dude's completely changed his body type, apparently. Um, so you mentioned it's crazy how that happens in yeah, college it's, sports. I it's mean, it's so everything. <laughs> um, yeah, you mentioned Emory Jones, and I've been banging this drum all off season. Where I think I know it could be a little bit of bias. 
but do you think Emery's a Heisman candidate, a legitimate Heisman candidate? Oh, I, I definitely do. I, I, I think that when you – there's so many unknowns and new quarterbacks this year, and it's really like – I know we saw Devontae Smith win it at receiver last year, but it's a quarterback-heavy award, and I think you have to throw his name in there. I mean, especially if you're looking at just guys in the SEC – uh, he's he should be one of the top candidates, and I, I really do. I'm not just coming on a Florida podcast and talking great about their quarterback. I think that he can light up the SEC, and it's going to be a lot of points scored, but it's going to come very differently. I wouldn't be surprised if you know he flirts with a 1,000 yard rushing season. He has so much athletic ability that we really haven't even seen him be able to touch yet at Florida, just be, due to limited reps. I mean, he hasn't had a lot of time on the field, but you know this is his year. I think he's definitely a Heisman candidate this year. And, you know, Dan Mullen, he just, he does a great job with quarterbacks every year. He'll have his guys ready to go. And with Emory Jones, I mean, he's just, he's been there. He's been with them in this program that this is his time to shine. And I I don't think enough people are talking about him as a legitimate Heisman candidate. Yeah. That's one of the things where it's like, we've, we saw the offense last year with Kyle Trask. We're assuming that Emory Jones can do, more as a passer deep down the field because we've seen he's got a bigger arm and he also opens up the actual option game that uh that florida like (laughs) likes to bring out and incessantly brought out like the qb draw with kyle trask where emory can actually use that effectively um and then you talk about just like you brought up Devontae smith and playing in the sec I know one game I'm excited for is Florida-Bama, and what are your thoughts on that game and your expectations for it? Uh, my expectations are that Alabama is still very, very good at football. And that I believe it's at Florida, though. That's going to really, really help out. Playing in Gainesville will give them at least a puncher's chance. And with Alabama, you know, we're very excited about their young quarterback, too, Bryce Young, and he looks like he's going to be very good. But going into, you know, your like third game of the season, trying to face Alabama or sorry, if you are Alabama at Florida, you're going to be a little ruffled there. And those are some high expectations that he has too. So going into Alabama, if I had to bet on it right now, I would bet on Alabama. But I do think that it's going to be a much better game than a lot of people are expecting. You know, this Alabama team is definitely reloading at a lot of skill positions and they usually do a pretty good job at that. But so is Florida. And I think they're building in the differences. Florida has a lot of veterans. Like, we, you know, I said with this offense, I mean, there are so many guys coming back. If this offensive line can do just a little bit for Emory Jones, they are going to be able to score points on anyone. And that's including Alabama. Yeah, that's one of the things where it's like, I brought it up when I was uh, earlier in the offseason when I was going through the, I think it was PFF rankings. And uh, they had Florida, I think it was like ninth or 10th. And it was behind... A bunch of schools that also have a new quarterback coming in, but Florida was the only one that they really made that point with. And it's like, it's weird because we've seen Emory more than we've seen a huge majority of those quarterbacks. So where would you kind of rank Florida now, I guess? But yeah. (laughs) Uh, As far as like top 25, uh, I don't remember where I put them, but I'm high on them. And, you know, maybe... Maybe I'm a little bit biased, too. I've kind of liked them over the last couple of years. But there is something to be said about veterans playing in college sports, whether it's basketball or like we're talking about here with college football. And to be, like I keep saying, 
He has been in the program. This is not some freshman coming in who's supposed to get spot starts. This is a guy who's like a redshirt junior. I had Florida rank sixth. So right there, I mean, I, I really, I have high expectations for them. I, I think they can make a lot of noise nationally and it may be even flirt with the college football playoff again. All right. And that about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me tomorrow as we'll have part two of the Mellow interview. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E. N-I-N-E Sports. You can find Mello on Twitter at Mello, M-E-L-L-O. You can find Dylan on Twitter at Dilly Sanders, D-I-L-L-Y-S-A-N-D-E-R-S. Be sure to check out Locked On Saints, hosted by Ross Jackson, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I know I've shouted out Ross a few times, but trust me, this one's a little bit different. Uh, today's basically Locked On Dylan Sanders Day. If you liked him today and you want to hear him again, He is on Locked On Gators and Locked On Saints today, so be sure to check it out and don't miss NBA Draft GOAT Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales because they will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage tomorrow, July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Don't miss out.